Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Bobby Podcast. My name is Bobby Kaz and I started this podcast in August of 2021 because I wanted an outlet to talk because I love to talk to myself as weird as that sounds um, and I wanted an outlet to do it and believe it or not it actually worked and people actually care about what I have to say which is kind of crazy but um, you know in this podcast I talk about things such as eating disorder recovery, my experience um, dealing with that and how I've been able to recover um, other, you know, mental health issues that across my mind or just anything about my life that I feel is worth it to talk about. Um, it's been the greatest decision I've ever made, just being able to kind of just kick back and lay down in my bed with a microphone and just talk. Um, because in my head, there's only so much I can fit into a TikTok and Instagram reel, a YouTube short. Like I love the long form kind of content where I can really speak my mind and get my full points across. So if you're into that, stick around because like I said, this is one of the greatest decisions I've made for myself and I really hope you enjoy the episode. So thank you for listening. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Bobby podcast. This is like the 14th time I've tried recording this introduction. I just feel like my podcasting skills have just like gone down the drain because I've been so inconsistent this year. I feel so washed up recording podcast episodes, but that's what I get. I deserve that for being so inconsistent with podcasting this year, but I'm trying to get back into it. This is actually the first time in like six, seven, eight months where I've record, recorded multiple episodes in like a week span. So I'm actually very proud of that because um, I'm really am trying to get back into podcasting. So bear with me if I'm still like just kind of, you know, getting back in the swing of things. But today's episode is actually a really fun one. I'm excited for this one. Uh, today's episode, I'm going to be looking back and rereading every single goal that I set out for myself to improve my relationship with food at the start of the year. So in January of this year, I just listed out a bunch of goals that I set for myself. I do this every year um, that I can try and accomplish to improve my relationship with food. And now that it's December, it's the end of 2023, which is crazy to think about like 2024s and like what, three and a half weeks. And I feel like this year just started. I don't even understand how time works at this point. But I'm going to go back and reread every single one and see if I accomplished this goal. And if I didn't accomplish it, why did I not accomplish it? If I did accomplish it, what did I do to accomplish this goal? Um, so I wrote down a bunch. I'm going to go through every single one of them. And we're going to reflect and look back and see how we can improve for next year because recovery is a always a nonlinear process. It's a continuing process, a day-by-day process. So yeah, let's just get right into these goals. Okay, so the first goal that I set for myself and the most important goal that I set for myself, I have it literally bolded. That's how important it was. The rest of these are not bolded. This one was bolded, uh, was to continue to be binge-free for the entire year of 2023. So my last binge before the year started was March 17th of 2022, St. Patrick's Day of 2022. Still to this day, like one of the worst days of my life, one of the lowest points of my life, I cannot like tell you how down bad I was on March 17th, 2022. That was the lowest point of my entire life. I feel like I just felt so lost, so confused, so annoyed, angry, pissed off at myself for relapsing and binge eating that poorly. That was like the worst 
binge I've ever had in my life. Like bar none, just one of the, actually, no, it, it was the worst binge I've ever had in my life. And that was my lowest point. And I vowed to like, I, I wanted that to be the last time I was going to, to a binge. I didn't know it was going to be at the time because I just, like I said, I felt so stuck, so low at that point. I thought there was no way out of binge eating at that point. I was so upset at myself for relapsing because I was good. I, I was binge free for, I don't know, almost two years at that point. Then I had, you know, this relapse period from in, uh, in early March of 2022 or early 2022, January to March. I had like, you know, four or five binge episodes there. Um, and March 17th was my lowest point. That was really just a tough time for me. I remember I was alone in my apartment. It was uh, spring break. Uh, my junior year of college, I elected to stay on campus for that week. So I was by myself because my roommate was gone. He went back home for winter for spring break. So it was just me and, uh, you know, the rest, it was kind of a recipe for disaster from the start. Cause you know, you have me who was currently struggling and relapsing and binge eating by myself in an apartment full of my food. Like it was just a recipe for disaster for binging. It was so easy to binge cause I was by myself. Um, so yeah, just, so it was a horrible time. Uh, so at that point, by or by the beginning of 2023, that was my last time I binge. So at that point, I'm like nine months binge free. And now that we're at the end of 2023, I'm proud to say that March 17th, 2022 is still the last time I've ever binged. So we are now almost 21 months binge free, which is actually crazy. I know I feel, I feel like one of those moms who like like when you ask them how old their child is, they say like, 39 months instead of three years old you know what i mean but like 21 months binge free it's still been you know march 17th was still the last time i binged uh and i'm very very proud of myself for that i i I try not to i I find it hard sometimes to be proud of myself over certain things i feel like sometimes I, i get caught up in being proud of myself as a way of being arrogant and i don't like sounding arrogant but I really am proud of myself for this because, like I said, at that point, at my last binge, I just felt so low, so depleted. I just didn't think there was a way out. So the fact that, you know, we're almost two years binge free now is really awesome. Um, My life has been so much better because of it. And I'm really happy that I, you know, there is just, I I don't know. I'm just, I'm just so happy that, that, that I'm still binge free at this point because, Man, it it took a lot to get here to get to this point. Um, especially too, because I was you know sharing my my relapse on the internet too. So it was just like really a difficult time. Again, that was my choice to do that. Obviously, I'm not like you know that was my choice to do that. But that also means I can show the 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 wins, the highs of the recovery from binge eating, which has been awesome. And I can you know proudly say that my life has been so much better now that I have been binge free. And I made a TikTok about this last week. Um, but there are two things that really helped me get over binge eating the most. And I, th- I believe I've talked about both of them on this podcast before, but no, th- these two reasons are just far and away the most helpful practices and methods that help me get over binge eating while I'm still 21 months binge free. And I hopefully that can continue. Uh, I never want to say I'm never going to binge again because you really never know. I Again, I was binge free for you know almost two and a half years before I relapsed in 2022. So never want to say I'm never going to binge again. But these two methods I'm about to, sh- I'm about to share of like just been night and day for helping me um, become binge free for 21 months now. So the first one is I coined this myself. Um, I, I'm still working on the name a little bit, but I kind of like it. So I call this method the blink method, where basically this will this will only work if you think that time goes by really fast. So for me, I binged mostly not from restriction 
this time when I relapsed, I was not binging out of restriction. I was eating, you know, a, a normal amount of food for somebody of, for, of my size, my activity level. I was not restricting food at all. I would tell you if I was, I was not. Um, I would binge because I would literally get sad that the act of eating was coming to an end. Like I would be eating a meal or a snack and it would be coming to an end. I'd be almost done eating it and I would get sad. Like I would want the, the, the feeling of eating, the, the stimulation of eating to continue. So I would binge as a result of that. <laughs> I didn't want the feeling of eating to end. So for a while I was so stuck on how to get past this because you had to eat and eventually you're going to stop eating. You just are. Um, but I would not stop eating. <laughs> I would continue to eat. And this was just a problem that would just set in so often for me. So what I would do to help combat this is that in my head, I would, I would say, okay, look, time goes by really fast. Like just in general, I think in my opinion, time goes by so fast. Like I go about my day and back then when I was in college, so I'd say, okay, like I, dude, I feel like one second I'm in my 8am lecture and the next second I'm like back in my apartment at 10pm, like going to bed. Like that's how fast the days go by. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm literally going to blink. Hence the blink method. I'm literally going to blink and it's going to be lunchtime. So like if I just finish my breakfast, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to blink and it's going to be lunchtime. And I would go about my day. The couple hours would go by and then boom, it's lunchtime. And then after lunch, I'd say, okay, I'm going to blink and it's dinner time. And same thing. I would continue to go about my day and then it would be dinner time. Just like I said, I blinked and it was dinner time and I was eating again. So like the feeling of eating ultimately came back. Like I, I was going to eat again. I was reassuring myself I was going to eat again. And I would do this with snacks too. Like if I would eat like, you know, a meal, like, like lunch or dinner, like, all right, dude, you're going to blink and it's going to be your late night snack or your mid afternoon snack. Or even you could even go into the next day. Like I would finish eating for the day and I'd say, okay, dude, you're going to blink. You're going to go to sleep and it's going to be breakfast time in the morning. Like it's just going to happen. Um, and I kept doing this over and over and over and over again. And it kept working. I've kept finding success with this method. I'd say, look, dude, you're going to blink and you're going to be eating again. I promise you, <laughs> like you do not have to eat everything in sight right now. Cause look, I know it sucks. The feeling of eating is going to end. That simulation is going to end, but look, you're going to eat again. It's going to be fine. It's going to be just fine. And that is what helped me get through binge eating the most. I'm telling you, I highly recommend trying it. Again, I guess this only works if you think that time goes by really fast, but for me, it does, thankfully. And I was able to overcome binging with this method as my top method. There is another way. I, I believe I've definitely shared this way before, but this one is simply just, so if I get an urge to binge, like if I'm eating and like I, I can like I can like feel when an urge to binge arise, arises. Like I know when it's happening to me. I'm well aware of it. So when the urge happens, I will literally stop what I'm doing. I will set up my the, the camera on my phone. I will prop my phone up to like my desk or wherever I'm, I'm at um, and just hit record and stare into my phone until the urge to binge goes away. I will just stare. If I'm alone, I'll even talk into the phone um, and just like kind of – talk about my urge and why I'm having it become, excuse me, become curious about the urge. Um, and that awareness and becoming curious and like kind of figuring out why am I binging? Like, or why do I want to binge? Like, am I stressed? Did I have a bad day? Uh, did I, have I not eaten enough yet today? Um, like just these thoughts kind of come and circle into my head. So becoming aware of this and, you know, kind of using my phone as a way to like make sure I don't get up and go binge. Um, it was kind of like, and something else too, this kind of ties in with it. Like I'm basically doing anything else but binging. And this actually 
So I'm a big fan of Seinfeld, the the sitcom. And there was, there was like a phase earlier this year where like I rewatched the entire series and I was like, I had like a Seinfeld fixation. So I ended up, after I finished the show again, I ended up listening to a bunch of podcasts that Jerry Seinfeld went on. And he said, since he's a stand-up comedian, uh, as his career, he's one of the best, if not one of the, like, if not the best of all time, uh, he said his main practice was if he was ever like burnt out or couldn't think of any ideas, he would say, okay, you don't have to write, but you can't do anything else. So I heard that and I was like, oh dude, that makes so much sense when it comes to, when it comes to binging for me. Cause I could say, all right, uh, like don't do anything else. Like you can just sit there, but don't do it. Don't binge. Like you don't have to do anything, but just don't binge. Don't do it. So that one really stuck with me too. And that's what I imply when I sit and prop my phone up. I just stare in it. And eventually as time goes on, the urge to binge just goes away. It fades away. You start to realize, okay, I don't need to binge right now. It's like you take a second, you take a few breaths, you stare into your phone and you feel better. <laughs> and again, this is not something that you can just pick up right off the bat and it's going to work immediately. Well, if it, if it does, that's great. That's awesome. But for me, it took, it took some time. Same thing with the blink method. Obviously, it took, it took a little time. But like once it sets in and you realize, oh my God, I don't have to binge right now, you feel so much better. And that's how I felt. I felt so much better. And these two methods have been the way, have been the most effective ways where I've been binge free. Have there been times where I've like eaten past the point of fullness? Like 100%. I'm not saying like I just, you know, eat intuitively 100% of the time. Like, yeah, there have been times of this year where I've eaten past the point of fullness, but I'm not constituting them as a binge. Like I know what a binge is and what overeating is. They're two different things. Um, like binging is more of like you just straight up lose control. Like we all just like as humans, like we just, you know, sometimes naturally just end up overeating. Like that happens. That's okay. But like binging, you just feel out of control. Like you, you feel the binge happening like internally. And I have not felt that in 21 months. And I'm proud to say that. So that's my biggest, that was my biggest goal for this year was to continue to be binge free. And thankfully I have been able to, and hopefully we can continue on to that for 2024. So now let's get into the next goal I set for myself. Okay, the second goal I set for myself, I kind of I, I ranked these in terms of like how important they these goals meant to me. So like the continue to be binge free was my most important goal. So I put that verse first. So the second goal, the goal right below that one was to take more rest days. And like when I mean rest day, I don't mean like, oh, I'm gonna go for like a three mile walk and still say like an active rest day. No, I mean like full on rest days, like where I don't move at all, where I just kind of just kind of rot in bed and just chill and just let my body recover and heal. Because that was really hard for me to do for so many years, especially after I got my Apple Watch when I turned 18 way back in 2019. Um, it was impossible for me to, to take a rest day because I, I pretty much had um, all my stats and stuff on my wrist at all times. So, like I felt inclined to move and like close the rings and everything. It was just so hard for me to take rest days. I thought I was going to gain all this weight if I didn't, you know, burn X amount of calories every day. Um, it really just controlled my life for a long time. I've, I have an entire episode on like how much better my life got after my Apple watch broke, uh, earlier this year. Uh, I'll still never forget that. That was hilarious how that broke, but my life got like better because of it. Um, thankfully now I have a much better, like, I don't want to say like relationship with a watch, but my, my relationship with my watch is better, basically. Uh, but like I said, it was really, even like before this year, it was really hard for me to take rest days. That's why I had the goal ranked so high up for me because I, I really wanted to actually embrace rest days and take them and come to the realization that like it's okay to take rest days and nothing bad is going to happen to you if you take rest days. So I, again, proud to say that 
I did complete and reach this goal. I didn't, I don't know how many full on rest days I took. I did actually take one today's Tuesday. I took one two days ago. I went out on Saturday night. I went to a holiday party. It was really fun. Um, naturally, I think I drank a little bit too much. So Sunday I woke up extremely hungover. I felt like shit. So obvious. And it was like pouring rain too. It was like, the, it was like the ultimate vibe for like a rest, rest day. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna take a rest day. And I still ate a shit ton of food. I watched football all day. It was great. Um, so I took a full rest day and I, I know I took at least, I don't know, six or seven this year. It's not, that's not a ton, but that's better than zero. Cause again, there were years as recent as last year where I would take zero or if I took one, I would feel like shit. I would feel guilty, feel ashamed all day long. But now when I take them or the ones I have taken this year, I have not felt an ounce of guilt because I wake up the next morning after the rest is over and realize, oh my God, you didn't gain a gazillion pounds. Like you're okay. And now your body feels rested and you feel better. Like you feel better as a result. Um, so thankfully I've been able to take my rest days this year. It's, it is an interesting conundrum for me though, because like movement makes me feel good. Like I feel better after moving, after exercising, whether it's going to a CrossFit class or going for a walk or playing basketball, like do like I love doing all these activities that bring me joy. So like I don't feel whole when I go a day without doing them. But sometimes, like I said, like you just need to take a full rest day. You need to give your body rest. You need to give your body a break. Let it heal. Let your muscles heal uh, if they're sore. Just let your body heal, man. Like I and you feel so much better than the day after. You feel well, well rested. You feel complete. You just feel good. Um, so thankfully I've been able to take more rest days this year. It was hard at first. I'm not going to lie. And what I actually did is on these rest days, I just don't wear my Apple watch at all because I'm just like, what's the point? Like I'm not using my Apple watch, like track my workouts or anything like that. Um, it's honestly only going to bring me anxiety if I were to see them, like my rings weren't fully closed, like not even close to being closed. Um, if I would if I were to take a rest day with the watch on. So I just keep the watch off when I take a full rest day. Honestly, the only downside to having the watch off is that I don't get my phone notifications to my watch first anymore. And it feels kind of weird. Um, like it is like a nice luxury having that just having your watch show you your phone notifications first. Uh, I do like that a lot. But so that's like the one downside of not having your watch on. But like, it's not that big of a deal at the end of the day. So Seriously, like if if you are having a tough time taking full rest days, I totally understand. I've been there. It's I'm still not like a hundred percent there. Like I feel like like I said, I only took maybe like seven all year, but like that's still progress compared to last year. Um just know that your body needs the rest, your body needs to heal, and you will be okay. You will be okay if you take a rest day every now and then, like a full on rest day. It's totally fine to just go rot in your bed and just chill and watch Netflix all day and just do nothing. It's, you know, our our bodies need that sometimes. That's all we need. So Definitely also glad that I hit this goal as well. Okay, so this next one is a goal that I know I did not hit 100%. I did make progress on, but still needs a lot of improvement. And that is being able to leave food on my plate if I'm full. Particularly at restaurants, I feel like when I'm out to eat at a restaurant, I feel like the moment is just so rare it's like i have to save your save wow what's the word savior this food um so like i have to i feel the need to eat all of it um even if i'm way past the point of fullness even if the meal's like a burger and fries for just for some reason like being out to eat and having it it feels like a special occasion so i feel inclined to eat all of it um and i can say for sure that i still need to work on this a little bit like this list literally happened to me uh, last week I, I went out to, to dinner on Friday night and I actually got a burger and fries and I did eat everything, even though I was 
you know, not way past the point of fullness, but I was feeling pretty full and I kept eating my fries. But honestly, like fries are one of those foods where it's like, it's just so hard to stop eating them um, just because like of the salt factor and they're so like light. Um, they're not that very voluminous. It's just easy to keep eating. Like chips is, is, is another example of that, like snack foods. But yeah, fries are one of those foods. I just, I always feel like the need to eat or to keep eating even if I'm full. Um, but there are, have been a couple that did not sound right. Like I said, t- bad podcasting on the way, but there have been some instances where I was able to stop when I was full and be okay. Um, and I, I did do, do it with fries a couple times, which was cool. But, uh, like I said, for the most part, I still feel the need to finish what's on my plate. Like I, 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 I'm just so bad at leaving food on my plate if I'm full. Um, but like I said, I've made some progress. I'd say maybe, I don't know, for of all the meals and snacks I've eaten this year, I'd say maybe like 8% of them I was able to leave food on, on my plate. But like, honestly, like, I feel like most of the time, though, I'm like not overly stuffed when I finish eating what's on my plate. Like I can still eat more. Honestly, like I have a very strong appetite just because I'm a pretty active person. I'm a I'm not a growing guy anymore because I'm in my 20s. I'm not like in puberty or anything like that. But I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm a guy. Guys need a lot of calories every day, especially if you're active. Um, so like I feel like sometimes my stomach is like a black hole. Um, so I do. I'm not like stuffed. If I finish what's on my plate, I'll typically have seconds every time I have dinner, which is like if you have seconds, that's totally fine. Because uh, I, I do it all the time. I feel no shame with that. Um, but yeah, I just feel like there's still a good amount of times and circumstances where I will eat past the point of fullness and like, because there's still food on my plate and part of it, I I believe, I just feel like it has to be because I used to restrict so much way back when I know it's been like a good, it's honestly crazy. It's been almost like five years now, like half a decade since I last like actively restricted calories and food, which is like crazy to think about. It's been that long, but I still feel like my brain is like afraid that I'm going to restrict again. So like anytime I have food in front of me, it wants to make sure I eat all of it just in case I restrict again and my body needs to go into like starvation mode, even though I know for a fact I'm not going to restrict because I don't restrict anymore. But I feel like sometimes my body is still like afraid and my brain's afraid that I'm going to restrict. So it wants me to eat everything on my plate. Um, But again, honestly, I use the blink method here too. Like if I'm feeling full and there's still food on my plate, I just got to tell myself, look, like I'm going to eat again. I'm going to blink and I'll eat again. It's so crazy how much the blink method has like changed my life in the best way possible. But yeah, so I definitely still need to work on eating past or um, leaving food on my plate if I'm full. Okay, so this next goal, I feel like I improved upon it, but also still needs a lot of work. So I'm going to say I half succeeded with this one, but that's only because of certain circumstances, which I'll explain in a second. Um, But this goal was to not eat the same exact things every day. And this was a major issue for me back when I lived in my apartment uh, when I was in college, when I was not living at home with my parents. Like my parents weren't cooking different meals every night. I was all on my own. So I would basically, I got into this routine where I would eat pretty much the same exact foods every single day at pretty much the exact same times. And I know there are plenty of people who do this and they have no issue with it. But for me, what ended up happening was that I became so obsessed with this exact routine of eating these same foods every single day at the exact same time where like if I were to get invited to go out to eat or something like that I would get anxious nervous that like my routine was getting thrown off that like I would have to wait a whole nother day to eat this food that I eat every day and 
it would just cause so much ruckus inside my head. Like, for example, like my bowl of oatmeal, right? Like I eat this thing that I eat this shit every single day. But there would, there would literally be times where like if someone asked me, somebody asked me to go out to lunch and I would literally sometimes say no because I was like, well, I can't eat my oatmeal for lunch now. Like it was just like stuff like that, you know, so it became way too obsessive for me. Thankfully, we're not at that spot anymore because again, I kind of use the blink method here too because like if someone, same thing, if someone asked me to go out to lunch and I'm going to be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to blink and it's going to be tomorrow and I'll be able to eat oatmeal again, you know, like it's just like it's not that big of a deal at the end of the day, but like I used to get so caught up in like not being able to eat the same things every day. If someone invited me to go somewhere or like I ran out of something or just something like that, it would just always just cause so much controversy in my own head for no reason. Um, and like I said, this was a major issue back when I was living by myself. But ever since I moved back home in May uh, after I graduated, this has actually been a lot easier for me to overcome. Like I definitely – if I go through like an average day where like, you know, it's just like me waking up, doing my own thing, going to the gym, um, getting work done, just like going like about my day normally. Yeah, sure. I'll eat the same things every day. But like if there's something different going on in my life now, I will adjust and eat something different. Like, for example, I went, you know, I went on multiple trips this summer. And of course, when you're on vacation and you're on trips, you're not at home, you're going to be eating different foods and you're just going to have to adjust to that. And thankfully, I was able to adjust to that with no issue whatsoever. Like I was in Italy for 10 days and that means I wasn't eating my oatmeal, for example, for 10 straight days and I was totally fine. I had a great time. I ate great food, obviously, because I'm in fucking Italy. Um, so it was no issue there. And it was like, okay, the more I practice this, the more I realize, okay, like it's okay if I don't eat the same foods every day. And like I said, too, these circumstances change. So now that I moved back home, like I said, my parents are now cooking meals multiple times a week for uh, the family, which is awesome. So like I'm eating a different dinner every night. Cause like I said, when I was back in my apartment, I would eat the same dinner every night too. Like I would eat legit the same things at the exact same times every single day. And I did not get tired of it. I felt, I found so much comfort in that. Um, which was good, but again, it was really hard for me to like get out of that zone of like eating these things every day. If someone were to invite me out somewhere, if my, if something was just come up out of nowhere, like it would just, just throw me off entirely. And it was just a terrible habit, but that I could, I couldn't break it. Um, but thankfully just going through my life over the past six, seven months, just just going through life experiences. I was able to get around to that, but like, I still eat the same breakfast every day. I still eat the same lunch every day. My snacks actually kind of interchange a little bit throughout the day now, which is a huge step for me too. Um, and my dinner changes pretty much every single day as well because I'm still living at home and I my parents will cook or I'll cook for myself. Like It's just different every day now. I do worry though because I am you know looking to move out again and live on my own again. I am worried that when I live on my own again, I'm going to fall back into that habit of like eating the same things at the same times every day. But I'm going to try to buy different things for dinner, for example, when I go back to living by myself, um, just as a way to kind of just make sure I still eat different things, you know, at, at different points on different days. Um, so yeah, I still think I have to work in this one because I still eat this, you know, same breakfast, same lunch every day, just because like it's easy. Like I have the habit set down, like the, and these options are nutritious. They are I feel good when I eat them. I like eating these foods. It's not like I'm like forcing myself to eat like, I don't know, fucking plain rice cakes every day. Like it's, I, I enjoy what I eat, but I feel like I, I should have a little bit more variety in my life. And I've gotten better at that, like I said, but I just worry if I go back on my own, I'm going to fall back into that. So I got to make sure I don't do that. Um, so yeah, this one is definitely still a work in progress though. 
Okay, this last one I'm going to speak on for now. I might do a part two of this, but this last one I'm going to speak on for now is a is one that is personal to my content creation. Um, and that is do not let content get in the way of my relationship with food. And what I mean by this is that there would be times back when I was first starting out on TikTok, like first really going diving headfirst into this recovery space on uh, TikTok and Instagram where I would make videos uh and it would like, for example, it would be a POV about binging. And as a result, because I was filming stuff about binging, I myself would end up binging because like I'm in that mood. I like it's almost like you're an actor and like you like you, you get like you have to lock into a character. I feel like I locked into my character that is binge eating because I made like a binging POV. So I myself ended up binging as a, as a result of that. So like I ended up like damaging my relationship with food as a result of getting content out there. And I made it a huge focal point this year to not do that anymore. And I am once again, proud to say that I did hit this goal this year. Um, there was zero and I mean, absolutely zero, uh, instances where any content, any piece of content that I put out there negatively impacted my relationship with food or body image. Um, and I feel like there's a couple of reasons to that. The first one is I kind of switched up my content style a little bit. I feel like I, I've now centered my content just around overall like motivation, like recovery motivation, inspiration, as opposed to, you know, showing what it was like being deep in struggle. Cause I feel like when I would show what it was like being in struggle, I, again, I would end up just struggling myself. I'd take a step back. I would relapse. Um, it was just not good. Just not good at all. But it, now that I switched towards this more like inspiration, motivational piece, like why recovery is worth it. Like all like the, like the great things about recovery, like where I am in my life now, Obviously, I'm not going to fall back into, you know, old habits if I'm talking about something that makes recovery great, if that makes sense. Um, so that was the first reason. Number two, I kind of started expanding on the content I post about. I'm sure you've noticed that. Um, that was also a, a goal of mine this year was to just, you know, kind of expand on content a little bit. Because I, I, Like I said, I, I made an episode a couple months ago about just how burnt out. I felt this year over recovery content because I was doing it every day for three years and I just I just got to a point where I just didn't feel like doing it anymore. Uh, we're not in that place anymore. I, I feel motivated to make recovery content again as I literally am right now. Um, but yeah, so I think expanding my, my range of content, uh, the topics of my content just definitely helped um, – you know, help, help me not harm my physical health and my relationship with food over a piece of content. So that was like really just like a, a major goal I had in mind this year as well, just because it was just such a shitty feeling like making a, a POV about binging or like over exercising or whatever it was and just like immediately fall back into those habits because I was just like, you know, in the mindset, in the mind frame of, of that scenario. So yeah, so thankfully I did reach out this year, uh, which was great. So all in all, these those were like the four biggest goals I set. And so far we are chilling outside of the don't eat the same things every day or like, yeah, try and expand your food variety a little bit more. Um, I have a couple more here. I just, I want to end the episode here though. Um, I, like I said, I might make a part two about this. Again, I'm just really trying to just get back into the podcasting game as a whole. So I'm kind of taking things just like, not slow, but like, I just want to ease my way back into it a little bit. So that's all I got for now. Uh, I really appreciate you appreciate you listening if you've made it this far into the episode. I really appreciate you. And um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Bobby Podcast.